0: Hey everybody, welcome to another segment of Tony's Show. Tonight we're going to talk about ghettos. Let's talk about ghettos. Since Canada's is going to become a ghetto, and Australia is going to become a ghetto, and New Zealand is probably going to become a ghetto as well. South Africa is already a ghetto. America is nothing but a big effing ghetto. Canada is working hard to become a ghetto. And other countries in the world are, have, are becoming ghettos as well. WF, the idea of the WEF to change everything is to take everyone from their particular wealth and their level of wealth to complete poverty. So I was watching the program today. A young Brit, colored guy, colored fellow, goes down to South Africa. And he decides to go check out the ghettos. Now, everyone's thinking right off the bat, well, he's going to go check out a bunch of colored people living in poverty. Right? Wrong. He is checking out basically those of Dutch descent, what they call white people, who are living in poverty. We're talking hardcore, hard-ass poverty. I haven't seen anything like that since Detroit. Growing up in the ghetto I grew up with, grew up in, and I'm looking at this and I'm seeing this, and it's it's interesting how in those ghettos they're polarized. So you have ghettos for colored people, and you have ghettos for light-skinned people, and then you have ghettos where they're mixed. I happen to grow in one that was mixed. So, anyway, the ones that had the Dutch descent, you had people there that had an attitude. And then you had those who grew, who were in the uh, other ghettos that were darker, people from Africa, and they too had an attitude. Now, the one attitude reflected from the one side being that they, took, they didn't get any freedom or anything till 20 years ago. And the other one was having an attitude because they had everything taken from them. So they could bring in this, this rebalancing of the wealth to those of colored persuasion. And they did this in Detroit way, 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 way back in the 60s, 70s. You know, I, I dealt with the reverse, and it's called reverse discrimination. It's what happens. So, and again, you're going for a job, and this is the way it was. So I'm just, again, so don't have an attitude because I'm telling the way it was. And anybody who was in Detroit back in the 60s and 70s will, will uh, validate what I'm saying here. So what happened was affirmative action were brought into Detroit and now all of a sudden if people went for a job, this is how it worked. If you were a colored woman, you got priority. Whether you could do the job or not wasn't the problem, wasn't the issue. They hired you because you filled two criteria. You were a woman and you were colored. The second one they would hire would be a light-skinned woman, one who was European descent, Because they are looking to equalize the women in the workforce. The third person that they would hire would be a male Negro. Or a male colored person. And the last guy they would hire would be that, uh, that of European descent. That went on. That was happening. Now, in all fairness, the same thing that happened to the people in South Africa was already happening in throughout the United States and they were using Michigan as a prototype to try to get the affirmative action going and so a lot of times people were discriminated against on either, either side either you're qualified but were the wrong color or weren't qualified and expected to get hired and didn't so that presented a lot of problems and what I was watching there today, in my neighborhood, where I grew up, Black Panthers had moved in and set up shop in the neighborhood, about six, seven blocks away. So we had the Black Panthers in the neighborhood. Now, what I saw in South Africa, they had the Red Panthers. Now, the same, same shit, same. everything was the same, except instead of wearing a black beret and wearing black, they wore red. And they were harping about the government not being blah blah blah, getting not, not, not enough getting done and whatever. And the interesting thing about it was, the same thing that happened in Detroit, that nobody took the time to see what was really going on. Everybody was again pissed and blaming each other for what the government had done. I've said this on many shows. The governments are what causes racism. They don't fix anything, and when you get into certain area, certain um, sectors, it can be pretty tough for whoever's getting hired. And in again, in Detroit, they had busing. Busing came along, so if you were in the inner city. They're now going to bus you to a suburban school. And if you were in the suburbs, they're going to bus you into the inner city. That didn't work out at all. <laughs> a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of kids got in, got, got in the fights unnecessarily. Like I said, they had created and seeded such an animosity toward each other and separation And when they tried to reincorporate them back into some sort of a mixture, it became problematic. Now, South Africa is actually going through... When I saw that, I couldn't believe it. It was like watching Detroit all over again. It was like a rerun. And seeing how some of them lived in squalor and how they lived in their their, uh, respective places... You wouldn't believe this shit these people were living in. You know. You wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't believe it. And it wasn't just the color, it was a, it was the light skin as well. Just light skin, it was it was incredible. To see this and then I thought about that. And I said if you're living in Canada or Australia or New Zealand, or even the UK, America's already got the ghettos. They have already created the segregated bullshit. Canada's created major segregation here yeah. among natives. Natives with other natives, natives with those of European descent. It is an atrocity in this country because of racism that goes on in Canada. And it's not just with the natives, it's, it's with anybody. If you're Mediterranean, you're gonna get some shit. If you're from the Caribbean, you're definitely going to get some shit. You're a bunch of island people, but one's a little darker than the other one. So the one that's darker is going to get more shit. That's just the way it went. Um, You know, if you're anything, really. And And they created that. Now, what happened over time in Michigan, unions were formed and they became a platform for people of all distinctions to be able to get jobs. Now obviously you had to know somebody as well in order to get some of these jobs, but it allowed a lot of the racial um, inequity that was going on to allow them to have the same jobs that other people were having. And so what they did, they didn't create any kind of freedom. They didn't create any kind of rights. What they created was another form of slavery So when the colored people got the jobs and they started buying the homes, they started moving out of the inner city and getting into the suburbs, they met other opposition. This was again in Michigan. But eventually they formed their own communities in the suburbs as well. And those that were there that could move out did and they moved further into this, uh, deeper into the other suburbs or they moved into the rural area. That's just the way it went. Because at that time, if a colored person moved into your neighborhood, the the property value would depreciate drastically. So if the house was worth, say, twenty thousand, and the colored person came in, it would maybe have dropped down to fifteen. So for the colored folks, it worked out really well because they were able to buy these houses at a lower cost. Now a lot of people had this attitude about that, but I always I used to tell someone I said, "Well, if they're buying into a suburb." They're going to take care of their property. They're, not, they're going to want it to appreciate in value. These are not the old Negroes that were in the inner city that had an attitude and wanted to burn everything down. So again, South Africa now is going through the same exact thing. Like I said, I looked at it, and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. In the United States, there are some parts in the South where you have. Again, light skinned European descent people living in squalor. Living in rundown shacks. Living in rundown containers. And you're seeing the, seeing the same thing going on in South Africa. It was amazing to watch I thought, geez, it, it, I, like I said, it brought back all kinds of memories. <laughs> I look at that and said, wow, that's, <laughs> this could have passed for Detroit. <laughs> And Detroit wasn't the only place that was doing to San Francisco had problems, LA had problems, Chicago had problems, New York City had problems, Miami had problems, you know, there were problems everywhere. And again, it wasn't like, um, it wasn't the way they depicted that it was going to be such a wonderful thing, it really wasn't. And again, the eventually, people of color, and again, that's everybody, got to a point where they formed bonds and friendships and it moved forward but like i said the the stumbling block main stumbling block was the government was the government they created the segregation in the beginning in the first place just like south africa did and now because they have uh ended apartheid because they don't have enough jobs to fulfill for everybody, again, if you're colored, you're gonna get priority. Now, some may argue well it's 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 their right since they were discriminated for so long. And you can argue that, you really can. But the point everyone should be looking at is the governments cause that segregation in the first place. You know. And that's what they should all be looking at. And all all sides should be looking at, because if they did it once, they'll do it again. And, and what they'll do is what they're doing here in Canada. They're killing off all the older people on pensions and whatever. And they're importing, they want to import 500,000 imports every year to replace the people that they've killed with these injections. Imagine that. So what's going to happen here, eventually you're going to see, again, a, uh, a distinguished view of uh, uh, people coming in, whoever they may be, Whether they be from Asia, East, Indi- uh, East uh, uh, India, Africa, wherever. They'll come here and replace people who are doing whatever jobs they're doing now because they don't want people today here in Canada especially to know what's really going on. So the easiest way, the easiest way to eliminate that is by producing a bioweapon they can insert to people, change their DNA, all affect the third strand DNA change, permanently disable whoever or kill them, and then bring in more imports. that's why that's you got to call it today. So they'll come in and they'll do the jobs, and I'm seeing that already. In some levels and I'm seeing what is replacing those people that knew what they were doing in a job and what we're getting today and you have to understand something Canada is very ethnic and different parts of Ontario for instance Windsor Toronto Hamilton you have a multiplex society in these places So you got a mixture of everything there everything you get out to BC same thing in Vancouver you get into uh, Calgary it's it's pretty much... It's getting more mixed there as well. You got certain sections there. that are communities of different ethnicities there. You know. Uh, so we're getting... And we're seeing... This transition going on here in Canada as well. And don't be surprised if you are of European descent... That you wind up losing your job for whatever reason. And they replace you with somebody else. You know, that uh, again... For, uh, an import <laughs> an import <laughs> where you made I made in India come on in <laughs> where you made I made in Canada you got to go and this happened before this is not the first time this has happened in Canada back in the 1980s I remember when I was living in Milton Ontario they had boat people that came in from Vietnam Laos Cambodia and they came to Canada, and the government gave them each a house, a townhouse, clothing, a car, a government job, and money in the bank. 2000 for the man, 2000 for the mom, and each kid got 500 bucks. But what had happened at that point in time, Canadians that were working in those jobs got let go. And it created a certain level of tension. See when these governments make these decisions about how they're going to fix the problem, they usually cause way more than the problem that they already have. And if they had created a situation where if you're gonna bring people into your country, you know, they, they wouldn't allow Europeans over, they wouldn't allow Americans over, you know, but again, these both people, refugee status got to come in so if you if you are going to welcome a community of people to come into your country then you better have the ability to employ them without sacrificing the people that already have the jobs because they already ha- are carrying a debt load and they are already supporting the banking institutions and everything else in within the city so you, again but this never this never comes to play because the politician doesn't care, and they don't care. You know what they care about is uh, votes. And again, you got issues that are going on. I think right now in the United States as well. You know, again, border issues, border issues that they created. You know, immigration issues that are, again. Biased in regarding to who can come and who can't, and if someone comes over there illegally, they're allowing them to stay and stick around. Again, this is the institution further exasperating the tension between people that are already in the country, uh, trying to make a living, trying to um, you know pay off their debts. And now are afraid that they're going to be replaced by somebody from someplace else. That's the biggest fear you got. And you don't have any union representation either like you had back in the day. You really don't. Unions are bought and paid for by the corporations and the companies. All they do is collect your dues. And if they do represent you, it's because of something minor. But if the company wants to get rid of you today, they can do it. And they will do it. So, again, it, we're no longer in those days we had way back in the day. You know, no longer. So, again, watch that video, especially if you're Canadian. Because that's coming. That is coming. You know, and it's, it, they're gonna, everyone's going to cry foul. Everyone's going to cry foul. Foul. Foul, foul, foul. You know, I've been hard done by, I've been racially profiled, I've been, you know, I've been segregated, I've been this, I've been that, I deserve this. Nobody's going to argue with the fact what you should be getting, but not at the expense of somebody else losing it because they're already there. They're going to look at, well, I'm here, I've been here, I have been supporting this community, I've been doing what, and again, the, the argument will go both ways. And again, this is not about race at this point. It's about, again, government creating division. This is where everybody needs to get together and create a more perfect union and, again, uh, have uh, something available in regarding to uh, job protection as far as being replaced. Again, this is not happening. This is, no one's thinking. And again, this, is, this has been going on since the 60s in North America. Now, South Africa is going through the same shit that the people went through back in the 60s in the United States. It's the same rerun. I couldn't believe it. It was the same rerun. And they were showing, you know, how the police were brutalizing people, uh, colored people at one point in time. And if you remember Georgia and Alabama, when George Wallace was governor, they were doing the same thing. They were blasting with fire hoses and beating them up and being abusive. Like I said, it's a rerun. It's unbelievable, the um, the depiction they were showing. I wanted to present that. The link is there. Watch the video. Um, Again, my take on all this, I've been through that. best thing you can do is form alliances with these people. Everyone needs to form an alliance with each other and not kill each other over this bullshit and uh, work together at bringing the government down on this. That George Floyd thing that happened, that was so ridiculous. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. That the people... That went nuts, destroyed their their own environment. I just couldn't figure out why they didn't go to Wisconsin or Minnesota or wherever these police officers were and found them. And again, took affirmative action. <laughs> so, again, you know, it's what the media was presenting. It was presenting oh, look at these people, they're gone crazy. Oh, they're nuts, look at them, they're destroying everything. Oh, me, oh, my. You know, and really it had nothing to do but to create a distortion in whatever reality they wanted people to see. And then they were doing all the stupid shit to, you know, um, placate to the minorities. And again, it was such, such bullshit. You know, if you go back to the 1960s and 1970s, Martin Luther King was assassinated, and he was the one that actually got the peace movement going, and they saw that he became very powerful, and they took him out. Some argue that he may have been working with the government as well. That's possible. But he did attain a lot of power, and he he had a lot to do with, again, getting the movement to where it was. So you yeah, have, like I said, and you're going to probably, see, and you got a rebellious movement with that Red Panther thing going on. And you had that same thing in, in, the, in the U.S. way back then. Malcolm X became a Muslim. He was a Black Panther, I think, at one point in time. And, you know, he had a different, more radical approach to getting equality. And Martin Luther King had a, a more peaceful approach to getting it. You know, so, things have changed, and I believe things changed somewhat for the better. Not, it wasn't far from perfect. And segregation still exists in America today. Nothing's changed there. Not one thing. And the reason why, again, is they keep bringing people in, they keep bringing imports in, and what happens is the jobs that are there are very thin, and then they've also import, exported the jobs to China, Again, what about your own kind? What about your own people? No consideration, nothing. So again, I I want everybody to take a look. Again, in Canada, I'm encouraging you to look at this a lot because I can see this happening here as well, especially in Ontario. You got Ford there saying that he is standing shoulder to shoulder with Trudeau. Two years ago, he was saying Trudeau was an idiot. Now he's shoulder to shoulder. Yeah, Trudeau, Trudeau. You notice that the price of gas went up again this week in Canada? Oh, Canada. They borrowed 500 billion U.S. dollars. 500 billion U.S. dollars. That works out to about 700 billion dollars. Canadian dollars now our deficits up near three trillion dollars three trillion we only have 28 million people in the country (laughs) man each person is carrying some major debt I gotta tell you (laughs) three trillion dollars Price of oil went up. I noticed I was in superstore today and I noticed the price of meat went up a little bit too. Now, where is that $500 billion going? Probably to the Ukraine. Probably going to send it there, money launder that money, maybe wind up in China, who knows. And now they want Christy Freeland... To represent the United Nations because of her Ukrainian background. Are you effing kidding me? Another lunkhead. That UN is just shot. And again, for all the bullshit on the UN and all the money that is collected for the UN, it does absolutely nothing. Again, it caused the segregation and the problems that are going on in Europe right now. All the people they brought in in Sweden and, and uh, um, Switzerland and Belgium. I remember Trump got up there He said, look at Belgium. They've destroyed Belgium. Who, who destroyed Belgium? It was the United Nations, it was the WEF, it was the WHO. Bringing in a culture that was not even close to what they had. And then they got, and the women were getting raped left, right, and center. And what did the government do? Absolutely FA. Nothing. Nothing. Sweden had the same problem. What happened? Nothing. Probably got a lot of abortions going on there, and maybe a lot of babies that were born out of wedlock because of the violation to a lot of these women. But again, here we go. The government brought them in, didn't have anything ready for them, no jobs. They gave them an area where they could hide into. Women were, again, being violated. I surprised, it surprised me that the women weren't carrying firearms after a while. Maybe they didn't, just didn't say anything, I don't know. But that would have been a reason to carry one. That would have ended a lot of that shit, especially if they shot them square between the balls. That would have ended that just like that, boom, you know. But then again, they may have been arrested and charged for violence, (laughs) even though they were violently abused. You know what I mean? It's just, like I said, this is the hypocrisy we're dealing with today. We're dealing with governments that have absolutely no, no concern for their own people. Look at France. France is all but destroyed in some parts. Look at the UK, Germany. Poland, Czechoslovakia, and Hungary said no. They weren't bringing anybody in. They were the smart ones. They were able to retain their culture. But again, you know, someone said, well, they're racist. No, they're not racist. They just don't have the means to support that kind of insanity. And if they've got to use the, the police force they would be they would have to tap into the military to keep law and order in their country there's one thing to immigrate there's one thing to dominate you know and i'm not being racist here on any level you know i'm i'm i have no problem with immigration provided you're going to come in to again for a better life not to create rape not to create violence not to create crime if you're going to do that, stay home. Don't ruin, don't ruin somebody else's country because your country was ruined by you. If you ruined your country and then you're coming to another place, to, to a better place, then the idea is that you would look to improve your lot in life. Not to turn that country into your country. You know what I mean? Like I said, again, welcome to the WHO welcome to the UN Canada better pay attention if they decide to do what's going on in South Africa if one sock in Ottawa decides that the French have too many privileges and the English have too many privileges And they're going to take away your privileges and start giving them to everybody that comes through the door and you don't have them anymore. No access to jobs, no access to opportunities, no access to create a company or business. Nothing. Then you know what will happen? You will diminish and they will flourish. Everyone needs to pay attention because we have, like I said, we've got a one sock uh, brain dead up in Ottawa that would create something like this. We don't have enough jobs for Canadians in Canada as it is. Okay, we don't have it. Canada's always relied on the United States to supply them with employment. Or China. Now everyone has shipped everything over to China. That was a real brilliant move, wasn't it? Oh, we got a job, send it to China. We got a factory, oh, send that to China. (laughs) We have an industry, China. Send it to China, 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 China. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, nobody here is employable because there's no job to employ them. Or a job will come up where you're working as a clerk for like 12 or 14 bucks an hour maybe for 30 hours a week. Now, figure this out in old oh, Canada. Old oh, Canada. Let's say somebody on welfare makes 1400 a, a, a month here in Canada. Okay, 1400 Cost of living, everything, 1400 Now, some of you might say, wow, that's a lot of money. Is it a lot of money? Let me re- reference you to something. Money that you have And the cost of living and the money you make is all relative to where you live. Okay? Money, cost of living is all relative to where you live. And let me explain what I mean by that. If you're working in an area and you have a factory there, and the factories are paying their laborers, let's say, 25 bucks an hour, and you're making 14 bucks, 1400 a month. What happens then is you take that wage that that factory worker is making, and that's what everything's based on cost-wise. When you go buy stuff, buy a shirt, buy a pair of pants, it's going to cost you twenty-five to fifty bucks because that's what they make. Now, on the same token, on the same token, to go get rent today in just where I live. The cheapest you're gonna find, and we're not talking we're not talking high end here either. The cheapest you may find is sixteen hundred bucks for like a seven hundred square foot home. And you'd have to pay the utilities on it as well. Even townhouses are around sixteen, seventeen hundred here. So as you can see, fourteen hundred dollars a month isn't gonna cut it for the cost of living here in in Canada. It just will not work. Okay, now you're going to have to hustle to make more money. But if you make more money, you may lose your benefits. See how that game is played? So now you're making money under the table. You're bartering, you're selling, you're trading, whatever you got to do to get the money you need so that you can now go buy food. See, that's what they've done. That's how things are. So now if all the jobs are being exported to another country, it doesn't matter where, Philippines, Cambodia, Vietnam, Laos, China, India, you know, Malaysia, Indonesia, all the jobs are going to these places to establish their economy. Then when they're done with them, they'll pull the rug from underneath them as well. But you look at Australia, you look at New Zealand, you look at South Africa, you look at Canada, the United States, the UK, the jobs are no longer there. They're in China. And then when we get the shit from China that we're buying, it's most of the time doesn't work. Welcome to China. (laughs) You know, so... Again, you can see how the game is being played. You can see how the manipulations are going on to again create this diversity that they're creating. But this diversity is causing a great deal of animosity. If those jobs in China were in the United States and Canada right now, our economies would just jump. Just jump. Now, Would China buy stuff made in Canada? Probably not. Dollars were the dollars too expensive. Would they buy stuff from the United States? They would probably buy more stuff from the U.S. because the trade would be to their favor. Canada really doesn't have a whole lot to offer China. The majority of the time when we're trading, it's either with the U.S., with Europe, or or un, or countries that are developing. So, the, and those com- uh, countries may not have the type of money, you know, Canadian bills or American because everything you got to buy, you have to buy in U.S. dollars when you're buying anything overseas. So, like I said, everything is relative to where you live. Everything, you know. That's just how it works. So, when you start bringing people over from other countries and you don't have the job, you know what one prime minister said? He said, Canadians were spoiled. Canadians were losing their jobs, which meant they were going to be losing their homes because they wouldn't be able to afford the mortgage or the rent. And they were going to have to relocate to a lower standard of living. So, the so the pre-em at the time, uh, Peterson, Dave Peterson, he had made that comment: "All Canadians are just spoiled babies." Really? Who who paid for those townhouses? Who paid for the houses? Who paid for the cars? Who paid for the insurances? It was Canadians. And you took their jobs away and shipped them overseas because he had, a, he, had a, he had a company in China, a couple of them actually at the time. So he was looking at it that his profit margin would be even higher if he moved to China. So he didn't care about the Canadians, he just made a comment. oh, they're just spoiled. <laughs> they were alarmed. This has gone on in the United States as well. It has gone on to the U.S. as well. You know, this has gone on in the UK as well. You know, we have to start paying attention to these governments because they're going to continue to belittle and damage Canada. Okay, Polybear, Polybear, Polybear. <laughs> the new PM wannabe. Wants to, just again, he's going to do the same thing. And he's come out and said he's going to do the same thing. He's going to remove the gatekeepers from our industry, our Canadian industry, and allow them to be, again, exploited by outside interest. How many Canadians are going to lose their jobs there? See, he doesn't give a shit. He's got his money. He's got his job. He's got a nice, secure, cushy spot with the WEF. He doesn't give a shit about Canadians. Doesn't give a flying flamingo. None of the politicians up there that Sang Jing Dang whatever the guy, the guy with the little pink turban or yellow turban whatever he's got there, you know, get your motor run and woo woo kind of thing. I know that's not, that was a bit on a on a, a colorful end. I know. But again, the guy pisses me off. He's stupid. Just effing stupid. And again, this NDP party always represented the labor force. Always. Like I said, Broadbent must have been just doing hand carts or, or um, cartwheels when this guy became the leader of the opposition to NDP. And instead of calling a election non-confidence which would have give the ndp more power than what he's got now he's got what he's got it's a joke he just follows the lead plays you know they play a violin he just does a little jig there he had had more power if he had called called a non-confidence and then we would add a minority government if we had had a minority government they would have had to kiss his ass to get anything done they would have had to give him what he wanted And you actually believe minorities since he's been there have gotten have had better treatment? Not hardly. Not hardly. Because he doesn't give a shit. He's too busy doing rap. He's too busy making taking selfies. He's too busy whatever. Like I said, what we got are clowns in parliament. We got the wrong people in in power. You know, and again, There's not going to be any jobs here in Canada. They're all going to be exported out. India will probably be the next major export to get them going. And they'll get them going for about 10 years, 12 years, and they'll have everything all set up and built up, and then they will pull the rug from underneath them just like they did China. They'll borrow all kinds of money from the banks in order to to build the infrastructure they need, and once they get it all built up, all set up, then they won't be able to... Uh, maintain it I need to borrow more money and they will collapse their economy. That's what they did to China That's what they did to the Middle East. That's what they did everywhere. They've ever gone So like I said the whole racial thing when you see this and you begin to really grasp this whole racist bullshit Hey, okay, it was nothing but bullshit And it was all about playing one against the other and like I said when you see this video You're going to see, this is exactly what was going on in Detroit. You had different type of ghettos and a different type of poverty. And they were, I mean, we're talking some major broke, broke people or areas and neighborhoods that were like, okay, you know, this is not a secure neighborhood. (laughs) I'm going to need my bazooka, gun, and a tank just to walk down the neighborhood. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's just the way it was back then you made friends you realized you had to make friends and you had to associate and you had to uh, you had to compromise and i tell you what and I'll tell you one of the biggest things that helped in the unifying of a lot of people together in the, in the ghetto believe it or not it was sports basketball football baseball hockey tennis whatever That's what brought everybody together, a lot of guys together. That's how a lot of them began to um, integrate. They were already beginning to integrate uh, growing up, playing sports. That was one of the biggest things that had a major impact in regarding to getting uh, people of different culture or different ethnicities or different colors. Got them together. So, like I said, it you know the uh, and again as people grew up, whatever bonds they made, if they didn't drift apart, they sustained them, and they some of them maintained their friendships. Others had moved on. So again, I'm pointing this out so that I spent a good lot of part of the show on this as well, because you know. And then once and this is the other thing that happened after that too. Once that started to integrate better. Then they created a problem with women, that women needed more rights. Women needed to have a job. They had to have money. They had to be independent. So they gave gave them that. They worked with the guys. They made the same money. If they were union shops, if they weren't union shops, they made far, far less. And they went through the same bullshit, same rigmarole, and they had to deal with whatever environment they were in. And a lot of women, when you talk to them at the time, weren't really looking for that kind of lifestyle. But because their marriages had broken down, families had broken down, they had to do something in order to survive. And again, that was all being done on purpose. They manipulated it, and this is how this all happened. You're going to see the same thing happen in South Africa. You just watch. You will see they will start to to begin to amalgamate and then once they start that going, the women will be, the, the women's fam thing will be the next issue, again, to create further division. And, again, it, it, the same dynamic will apply. The same thing will happen again. I guarantee it. Like I said, it was like seeing history repeat itself for me. And I'm saying this, again, especially to Canada, because I live here, and we've already had a lot of destruction in this in our country because of the federal government. They weren't looking out for us. They have never looked out for us, and they never will look out for us. The social programs that they put out there at one point in time was designed again to placate to the people here in Canada, so that they think that thought that the government was on their side. They didn't realize that they used those benefits to further entrap people. And make them weak and dependent on the system, which then is, is um, denying them any access to anything of any value. This is reality. I know, and a lot of Canadians are very apathetic. They don't want to look at anything, they don't want to see anything. Oh, Canada's a great place, it's, it's a good country, it was a good country. A lot of good people in this country still. Unfortunately, we got the wrong people in power. And we have the W.F. controlling Canada. That should never have happened. Never should that have happened. You know. well our PM and his tiddlywinks and his one sock and his eyebrow and his shoe face, shoe, shoe color, shoe whatever on his face. <laughs> Shoe polish, shoe polish, all over his face. This is the idiot that they put in power. You didn't vote for him. This is the idiot that the that the um, that the corporations and the banks put in power. <laughs> Let's destroy Canada. We have the perfect candidate. There's that dum dum over there. Hey, ding dong, come here, you with the one sock and the eyebrow and the shoe polish on the face. <laughs> You're the perfect candidate. You know, And if there's a trucker strike coming on, just call them misogynists and Nazi lovers and all that, just, just bash them. You, you, you're good at that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> here we go, here we go. Like I said, you know, the governments have been solely responsible for all the racial problems in the world today. All of them. And the ones that are not accepting imports into their country, they uh, they're and they're doing it for a reason. A, they can't afford them. They don't have any jobs for them. They don't have any jobs for their own people. So again, they were trying to give money to some of the uh, Baltic uh, presidents. Some took it. Some didn't. Poland said no. Hungary said no. Czechoslovakia said no. I think. Uh, Maybe Bulgaria or Romania, one of them said yes. But again, they have nothing for their own people. How can you bring more people in? See, again, manipulation. It's all, it's all this has been about, manipulation. And they're making you feel like shit because you, you know, don't want to comply because you don't want to lose what you've worked for. Government didn't give you anything. And the government wants us now to give them amnesty. I talked about this a little bit on the show the other day. Okay, amnesty. And they destroyed the economy. They destroyed people's health. They killed people. They need justice, not mercy. They need to be delivered to a court of law that's going to exact justice for the damage they've done and for the court of law to exact from them to repair the damage that they have done globally. Not just to the U.S. and Canada, but everywhere that they have done what they've done. Look, I mean, four presidents died or five presidents died in Africa. And one of them was a doctor and said he was not going to allow his people to be injected with this bioweapon. Bio they killed him. How do you compensate for that? How do you compensate for that? You know, how do you compensate for the lost jobs and the lost businesses just here in Canada? You know, how do you, how do you get compensated for that? How do you get compensated for, you know, the brain damage and the children that have been uh, damaged by the therapies? How do you, how do you? Compensate that? How do you compensate for people not allowing to see their, uh, their their moms and dads in these old folks' homes, and their their moms and dads died probably because of some stupid shenanigans that the, the staff was told to do? How do you how do you compensate that? So they want amnesty. I say, you know what? You cost you cost the world trillions. You're a drug company. You're connected to drug companies. They're good for it. Let them pay. let them repair and pay for everything that they've done. Some things you're never going to get back, like your family members. But again, let them let let that be compensatable. You know, look look what happened to the truck strike, the truckers' revolt oh, not revolt the protest. How many trucks were confiscated? How many were damaged? How many people got stomped on by horses? How many people got beat up by the police, by the peacekeeping group from the UN, dressed like Canadians? How many? How many people got, seriously, how many people got beat up, abused, physically? How many of them went to jail for nothing? See, I'm reminding you, there's, there's, there are times that we should be tolerant in Canada. That's what makes us special in this country, that we have a tolerance. We accept people, we accept everybody at face value. Sometimes it's not a good idea, but most of the times it usually works. We don't have a lot of racial profiling among people, not, not, not uh, in regarding to government. But generally speaking, most people are pretty easygoing here in this country. And we, and we overlook a lot of problems that we have sometimes. You know, it's just, again, that's our nature. But there are times that we shouldn't overlook anything. How many of you had your children have to be forced to wear a fucking mask just to go to school? How many had to have a kid have a PCR test, which now we're finding is a bioweapon? How many? See, I don't see amnesty. You shouldn't either. You shouldn't either. And if you see some bullshit on television, just remember that's all staged, all staged and designed so that you you know you get you you, to get you to believe that Canadians are okay with that. Canadians are not okay with it. You're hearing one right now that isn't okay with what has happened and what has transpired. You know, I was forced to leave my my uh, place of business. Because I refused to comply with their bullshit. Okay. Which was a cost I had to bear. In order to keep going. So I'm not bitter about that. I'm bitter because the. The the whole thing was a lie. And the whole thing was again. Predicated on everybody to believe this bullshit. And the people that did believe this bullshit. Did so. Without even looking at the information. And they now. Are all suffering from some uh, bioengineered weapon that's been genetically programming and uh, nano constructing third strain DNA in all of them. They're going to die. They're going to die. And I'm not here to sound cruel or vicious or anything like that, but this is what I mean. We're not. Amnesty, fuck that. How many have saw your mom and dads die? How many seen some of your kids die? How many seen some people damaged forever, permanently from these damn jabs? Amnesty, really? Like I said, you know, we need to really understand there's a time to be tolerant and there's a time not to be. And again, what are they doing now? They're borrowing $500 billion from the United States, which is $700 billion Canadian. And who's going to pay for that? How many of you lost your jobs over all this bullshit, or your businesses? Who's going to pay for that? You know, and they're continuing with their agenda. Nothing's changed. Nothing has uh, you know, nothing has progressed. Let me read something dating back from 1969. A friend of mine uh, had me go look at Liber- on the Liberty Channel, and she's got the video on it, and I found the actual documentation. Uh, anyway, I want to read this. This is 1969. I want you to understand. So, this is why I'm, I'm talking about Amnesty's bullshit. He says, Suppressing Cancer Cures as a Means of Population Control. And and I'm reading, that's the title. Cancer, he said, we can cure almost every cancer right now. Let me repeat that. We can cure almost every cancer right now. Information is on the file in the Rockefeller Institute. If it's ever decided that it should be released, but but consider if people stop dying of cancer, how rapidly will we become overpopulated? Imagine this. I used to help people with cancer and they used to see like eight out of point five 8.5 out of ten beat it. Not go in remission. Like they say, oh you went into remission? No, they, they beat it. And today's cancers are being formed by nanoparticles. The other day I was reading about uh, black matter they're finding in the cancers. Black matter, that could be carbon, black carbon, titanium borate. That could be a graphite, graphene, C60. These all cause cancer because of the nano size of these components. And you're talking other things too, aluminum and you know, barium and strontium and thorium, cesium-137. Then on top of that, you're eating high levels of pesticides, which again get caught up in the endocrine system, causing endocrine cancers, you know. And again, they created that. Now they're telling you they already had a cure for cancer, and I said that many times. There's over actually 250 cures for cancer. And yet, they've never ever treated anybody to fix or cure them of cancer. They irradiated them, they cut them, they lasered them, and they chemically uh, castrated them. And yet, there were no cures. In fact, that treatment actually exasperated the immune system to a point where a person died. And they were saying if you've got five years, five years which it's a success. Woohoo <laughs> Five years is not a success. Not when you actually have the cure. See that's what I mean, it's all bullshit. Games and word wordcrafting. Let me read this other part. Inducing heart attacks is a form of assassination. Remember Barry Trower, he said that back in 1952, uh, they already had 6G in the antenna. And he mentioned in one of his videos that was the perfect kill, kill shot for the government because nobody would know you're getting hit. All these antennas you got, all these towers, your cell phone, your cell phone is a weapon designed to take you out, and it can induce a heart attack. Another very interesting thing was heart attacks. He said there is now a way to simulate heart attack. It can be used as a means of assassination. Only a very skilled pathologist who knew exactly what, what to look for at an autopsy could distinguish this from the real thing. I've been saying the same thing for nano. That they are creating mim- mimetics inside of people that make them believe they've got Lyme or parasites or yeast. And what's really going on is you've got to construct assembly of things happening inside your system that if you took it to a natural doctor or any kind of naturopath, they would not have a clue what they're looking at. They would know, and I can tell you for a fact they wouldn't know because some. how many of you went to see a naturopath or a herbalist or a homeopath, homeopathic or an allopath, got whatever shit they gave you, and nothing worked because they misdiagnosed you, making you believe you had Lyme disease or a yeast infection or whatever. And what you had was an epigenetic effect from the nanoexposure. It's called a mimetic. Okay, so again, they've already had these things planned again, to take you out. They already had these things planned. 1969. And not only 1969, 1956, there was another meeting where they were talking about eliminating the population. You know, Um, like when you look at this this is what we're seeing going on today right as I'm talking this is what they want to do for those of you who are believers believe in biblical truths, changing the Bible through revisions of key words in order to do this the Bible will be changed it will be rewritten to fit the new religion a new religion So I say I'm not a religious man. I don't believe in any religion. I think they're all full of shit, to be honest with you. All they do is trap you and keep you tethered. I, on the other hand, do believe in the living God. I do believe that Jesus and God are one and the same. I have no problem discoursing that with anybody. But, you know, because everyone is thinking that, Oh, no, Jesus was just a guy. No, he wasn't a guy. He was not a normal guy. He's a little bit more than normal. So again, they want to make sure that Christians fall for the bullshit. That you know that you, that even the elect might be deceived. Isn't that what the Bible says? Okay. When new words having various shades of meaning, then the meaning that is attached to the new word can be clo- closed to can be close to the old word, and as time goes on, other shades—sorry, uh, other shades of meaning of that word can be emphasized, and then gradually that word replaced with another word. And then what we have got going on with all these translations right now? You know, get all these translations. People are reading these translations. Now we know where they came from. I don't know if I'm making that clear, but the idea is that everything in Scripture need not be rewritten, just keywords replaced by other words. And the variability in meaning uh, attached to any word can be used as tools to change the entire meaning of Scripture. And that we see going on today in the pulpit. And therefore make it acceptable to this new religion. Most people won't know the difference, and this was another one, one of the times where he said the few who do notice the difference won't be enough to matter. Thank you. Come again. <laughs> Welcome to the new revised Bible. Where Jesus said this and Jesus said that and Jesus never said anything. <laughs> And the church will help us. Let me read this. The follow, they Then followed one of the most surprising statements of the whole presentation. He says, some of you probably think the churches won't stand for this. He went on to say, the church will help us. When well, I heard that ministers were telling their congregation to go get the shot, I was just livid. There is no elaboration on this. It it was was unclear just what he had in mind when he said the churches will help us. In retrospect, I think some of the new, some of us now can understand what he might have meant at the time. I recall then only of the gates uh, thinking, no, they won't. And remembering our Lord's words where he said to Peter, Thou Peter, upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against us. So, yes, some people in the churches may might help. In the subsequent 20 years, we've seen how some people in churches have helped, but have also, uh, also know that the Lord's words will stand and the gates of hell will not prevail. Imagine that. Alrighty. Like I said, I having gone through a couple cults, I can tell you for a fact that. It, it, meanings and interpretations are all subjected to whatever doctrine or dogma you are involved with this is why I tell you to read the Bible for yourself after gone through two cults and having been indoctrinated today I don't use anything that I've ever learned from them because quite frankly they don't know what's good or bad most of it was bullshit so I'm telling you this, and I'm telling you to keep on your on your guard and read the Gospels for yourself. I always tell you this, read what Jesus had to say, that's what you follow. If he is saying that I am God, you know i, I there's no other way to God except through me. you better start paying attention to that. you know if there's I mean. He has clearly clearly identified who and what he is. So again, my suggestion would be to read it, understand it, best you can, pray, talk to God, and go from there. Alrighty, I'm going to wind up in the show. So now I've already told you about reading the gospel. (laughs) Anyway, at the top part of the uh, page, you'll find people there that are very willing to help Finding solutions for your, for your health. Check them out. Support them any way you can. Uh, you know, whatever form or fashion. If you've been through the ringer and you've lost everything, don't worry about it. Share the show. Share the show. Share the show. When you do get back on your feet, then it might be the time to help if you can. Okay, but till then, share the show. All righty, as I always say at the end of these shows, we are still here by the grace of God. So until the next segment, to your health, take care.